0: Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we are joined by Catherine Wilson of ESPN FC to talk all things Middlesbrough. Uh, Obviously, you just had a match against Bournemouth, a 2-0 win, which must have been very pleasing. How did you see that match?
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. Obviously, the first home win of the season uh is a bit of a milestone for any club um ours has taken a bit of a bit of time to come but we've finally got there and done it um and really i think a lot to answer for was the previous weekend's arsenal game um away at the emirates which was a nil nil draw and a really good point for middlesbrough and i think it was a bit of a turning point there in getting some confidence back into the team um For goalkeeper Victor Valdez to get a clean sheet, uh, which again, he followed up with another one this weekend against Bournemouth, Um, and really to just give the players a bit of confidence that they can attack, try something different. We don't have to defend our way through games for 90 minutes, which looks like we've tried to do that in previous games and it just really hasn't worked for us. Um, So I think one of the key factors in that has been uh, Itor Karanka's decision to start matches with Adama Traore, who um, we talked about uh, last time I was on the pod I think, Um, so Mm. we've signed the former Barcelona man who has quite a chequered history really, Um, maybe not the best record, um, certainly in terms of his relationships with managers and getting in the sides and so on, but his pace is absolutely astonishing So last weekend in the Arsenal game, there was one particular run that he went on that was about 37 kilometres per hour, I think, which is pretty fast. Um, And basically, Middlesbrough do not have any other pacey players in the squad. So he is a real lifeline for us um, in terms of getting out of defence, pushing forward, um, someone to bring in new ideas, and ultimately someone to just help us attack and score some goals.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Karanka briefly there. Obviously, there was a lot of weird drama surrounding him last season, especially that window where he was uh, fired or not fired or rehired. It was very confusing from a neutral standpoint. Uh, How's he been betting in the Premier League this season?
1: Yeah, uh, he's doing well, I think. Um, As a Premier League manager, you are under constant scrutiny every single week. um, And you live and die by your decisions. And um, as we know... You know, some Premier League clubs go through three or four managers in a season. So um is lucky in that the Middlesbrough chairman, Steve Gibson, is a very reasonable man who um, doesn't seem to make snap decisions, looks to the long term um, and definitely last season when the trouble happened around Karanka and um, arguments within the dressing room. I'm really sure Steve Gibson would not have wanted uh, anything to happen to Karanka and would have wanted him to stick around. So, luckily, he's managed to smooth that over. Uh, Promotion did happen. And now I think Gibson will give Karanka the time uh, and support that he needs to make a real go of this. Um, And definitely, all we want to do this year is to get Premier League survival. And with that, you can increased financial stability uh, and you can really go on and build from there. So that will be the number one aim. Um, Karanka has sort of taken the approach that we had last year, which was really to have a very strong back line, um, a very defensive approach, and then to break on the counter-attack. Uh, it worked really well for us in the championship. Um, as you you may know, we had uh, the best defence, I think, in, the, in, the, in England, basically, um, the best defensive record. Um, we only lost two games at the Riverside last season, Um, so you will have been hoping to just continue in the same form. Uh, It's been a bit more challenging this year. Obviously, the calibre of the teams you come up against is, you know, wildly different. So, um, the Tottenham game, for example, I had one of the worst 90 minutes I've probably ever had at the Riverside. It was really quite depressing just seeing the difference in quality between us and Tottenham and And how we were struggling there. Um, But again, it was the introduction of that man, Adama Traore, who really lifted things and relieved pressure and gave us a bit of impetus and urgency. It was great.
0: Yeah, now moving uh, to the tip of your attack. You mentioned you you don't want to defend as much, but Negredo uh, statistically has not been great. And we do love a stat on this show. So uh, Negredo has fewer shots on target than games played, so less than a shot on target per game. And yeah. I was just wondering if you think that that is reflective of his performance, if it's something he's doing wrong, if maybe the creators aren't finding him in the right space. Uh, do you think that that's kind of a problem for you right now?
1: Yes, I do. I mean, we, as I've said, we can't stay in this league without scoring goals. We can't just defend our way to uh, Premier League survival. Um, Undergrador has been quite a frustrated face on the pitch this season. Um, there have been games where we've been camped in the Middlesbrough half. We haven't managed to get forward. Um, and actually, at that Tottenham game, I did say at half time that Negredo had been our best defender. Basically, he was the only guy who was getting balls out of the box. Um, and that, he is good for, you know, being a strong player, holding the ball up. Um, he's not very fast anymore. Um, you're not going to get him charging up the field like Gaston Ramirez did on Saturday to... Um, run past five defenders and score like that. Um, he is, but he has a really strong presence in the box. So I think actually the fault has lain so far with not getting the supply up to him. Uh, again, a problem that was caused by having quite a lot of static players in midfield, I would say, who don't really have the speed uh, or the creativity going forward. So um, the fact that Negredo has had less than one shot per game on target, Middlesbrough probably haven't had proportionally that many more attacks per game going forward until the last couple of games. So um, I don't think it's necessarily that he's he's to blame. Um, But is he the right man to be up front when we have uh, a proven goal scorer in the lower leagues, at least uh, in Jordan Rhodes, who is pretty much um, first choice to go on the bench every game? Uh, and he might get the last five minutes of a match, but um, Karanka doesn't really seem willing to give Jordan Rhodes um, a proper crack at being our Premier League striker this season.
0: Long-term, wouldn't it seem more wise to give him more of a chance, though, than Negredo, especially considering he's likely to be your forward for years to come?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think Karanka's thinking is that Negredo has the experience there, so with him having played for... Barcelona coming in with that level of top flight experience. Um, I think that's what Carranca is looking for rather than John Rhodes, who is actually still unproven at top flight level.
0: Mm. And uh, to give Negredo a fair shake of things, he does have the most assists for you with four, just not finding the net himself. Um,
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's indicative of the way we've played so far and Um, most of our goals have come from midfield of the few goals we have scored this season. So on Saturday, the goals were from uh, Ramirez and Stuart Downing, again, midfielders. And that was kind of how we rolled last season as well. The goals came from all over the park. We didn't really have a, you know, horrendously prolific attacker. It was sort of a lot of goals from midfield. So I think um, Carranca won't necessarily be worried that Negredo is not hitting the back of the net every single week.
0: Hmm. How have your other summer signings been been uh, fitting in?
1: Um, yeah, really good. So, probably the most successful would be Martin Daroon, who is a centre midfielder who we signed from Atalanta in the summer. Um, he's settled in really well. Um, is probably one of the first names on Karanka's team sheet, um, and is just really good at um, tracking back and keeping momentum going in midfield. Uh, and is a really good partner to either Adam Clayton or Adam Farshaw, um whichever one of the Adams we put him with on that particular week. Um, another interesting signing we made was the loan signing of Callum Chambers from Arsenal. Um, he's had an interesting start. So his debut was against Tottenham, which was a bit of a baptism of fire for him. Um, he really didn't look comfortable at centre-back in that game and uh, was definitely at fault for at least one of the goals. Um, but when we've played him on the, on the right side of defence, he's looked a lot more comfortable there, you know, much happier, much more relaxed um, and going forward a bit more again, he's good at that. Um, but he slotted back into centre-back on Saturday and uh, another clean sheet there for us. So, um, good experience for him to be playing in the Premier League almost every week. And uh, a good signing for us to have there as well. So I'm quite happy with the signing so far. Mm. Um, again, um, Adama Traore has proved to be a bit of a revelation so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Karanka uses him in the future. Um, I'm not sure if he is the kind of player who we will build build our team around. But certainly when we need that extra spark, he is a really good man to call him.
0: Mm. Uh, Victor Fisher only has 183 minutes played Thus far this season is that a surprise? Have there been like some other issues internally, or has he just not been getting selected healthfully?
1: yeah, um I at the time thought he was probably our big signing and you know the big impact guy who we were all really excited to see um He hasn't played very much at all, and he hasn't made much impact when he has played um I don't know if it's just that he doesn't work so well in in our systems that we usually play. Or um, just if Karanka hasn't sort of set him up in the right way with the right players alongside him yet. But um, I'm sure as time goes on and it's, you know, it's a long season, I'm sure we will see more of him.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Your upcoming schedule is really scary. I know uh, it must feel really good to have that, like you mentioned, the draw and then the win this weekend. But things about to get really rough with City, Chelsea, Leicester, Hull and Southampton in your next five and Gaston Ramirez going into that stretch with a suspension. Uh, how many points are you hoping to pick up from those?
1: <laughs> um, I would be happy with six points from those five, which may seem quite negative, but um, it is a fairly bad run of games, as you say.
0: Um, and you get I'm Leicester at on... home. And Leicester have been so shaky on the road... It would have been really nice if you been able to play them at Riverside.
1: Well, you know, every game is a a bit of a tough game and we are just really pleased to be in the Premier League and you have to sort of enjoy it, even if we are losing every week. You have to sort of enjoy having not been in the Premier League for seven years. You know, we should be making the most of it in case we're not there next year. Um, But I am, yeah, I'm clinging on to the hope that Barcelona give Man City a real workout tomorrow night. Um, And you never know, that could have some impact on Saturday. I'm not sure. Um, There's something about Middlesbrough where we get really pumped up for those big games. And um, actually, it's some of the games that you might expect us to win where we'll surprise ourselves and uh, let ourselves down. So I'm keeping an open mind, really. We'll see how we get on.
0: All right. Well, uh, best of luck in that run. That does not look very fun at all. Uh, Currently 14th. With everything we've kind of discussed today, have have your expectations changed from deadline day when we kind of talked about this last is still just as long as you finish 17th, that good enough?
1: Yeah, I think last time I spoke to you, I said that I would have hoped that we'd finish about 14th actually, which is where we are now. Mm. Um, I think if we finish 16th or 17th, everyone will be perfectly happy with that and we can go on to build next season. So it's all about just staying in the top flight for now.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, If you'd like to plug anything or tell people where to reach you, you can do that now.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at BassLady.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much and best of luck. Thank you.